Welcome to the Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa podcast, hosted by Alyssa Gunto. Each week, she will address the elephant in the room by telling it like it is, regardless if you're ready for it or not. From the latest trends on social media, to candid interviews with some of her favorite people, to navigating life as a high-achieving female in her 20s, Alyssa brings a refreshingly honest perspective to every episode. With a healthy dose of humor and authenticity, she'll have you laughing, thinking, and maybe even questioning everything you thought you knew. So join her every Tuesday for a brand new episode as Alyssa fearlessly dives into the topics that matter most. So what are you waiting for? Let's jump right into this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa podcast. I am so excited that you are here. And most importantly, the reason why I'm really excited is because I have hands down one of my all-time favorite people of life with me who is recording this. And that is the amazing Kate Spear. I've actually known Kate since 2019 when I started as an intern, and she was actually my first ever colleague. And when Kate and I were chatting before we got on to actually click record, I was like, Kate, like you do realize you were my first ever colleague. I said, you know, I never like worked at Dairy Queen or worked at, at a different job prior to the company that I'm with now because I always babysat like I that was my only job I made enough money that I didn't need an additional job so at oh gosh how old was I 22 years old I finally had my first ever colleague and that was Kate so Kate thank you for just being not only an incredible colleague of mine but now someone who I continue to look up to who's yes a friend yes a mentor and ultimately too like just that older sister who I will ultimately Never have either. So Kate, I am so excited that you are here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And while we were chatting earlier, I had said I didn't know that I was your first ever colleague. So that's super special. Alyssa and I worked really hard in the trenches together for about two years for a company and had fun. And the two of us together, I feel like is just such a powerful combination because I feel like we have very similar work ethics and drive and motivation and how we think about things. So gosh, we work together so, so well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we are a powerhouse. Like I'm just going to say it we could really like just dominate the world. And I think that day will come one day. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow or next year, but I know it's going to happen. I have confidence in us. I would agree with that. And you don't know that I tell people this, I don't think, but so I always say a, a little background about me too. So I am older than Alyssa. I am not in my 20s. But because of that, I have a lot more, you know, work experience. So I've done all types of things in marketing throughout my years. Um, I owned a small business. I've been in, in executive roles. And when you are entrepreneurial mindset, like the way that I am and the way you are, I am always thinking, you know, like, what could I do or what's going to be like the next big project that I'm working on? And people do want to work with you. And I've always kind of been like, "Uh, I've done that before. And when you work with somebody, 
Like if I ever owned a business with somebody, there's actually only two people in this whole world I would own a business with. And Alyssa, you're one of them. And I think that's because to own a business with somebody, you need to know, you know, their work ethic, how they communicate. Are they going to actually like be a partner? Are they going to leave you high and dry? How do they respond when things get tough? And Alyssa, you check all the boxes. So yeah, I we will totally dominate something together one day. I'm sure of it. I love it. I love it. That makes me so excited to hear. And I don't even think I could think of anyone else besides you who I would ever want to, you know, be have a business <laughs> with, truthfully, because it takes a whole other level. Like it's not just friends, but then too, like you're also business partner. So like you said, like that communication piece is so important. And just really ultimately like having the trust because there's, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. And I think that's why I really like you is because we just not only get each other, but we know like, okay, how are we going to overcome what's going on regardless, you know, professionally or personally. So I just think that's one thing that just really has stood out to me from day one. And I will also to to say that Kate, you have never once, especially when I was an intern, made me feel stupid, dumb, or out of place, or as if that like my voice didn't matter. Because at the time, it was just myself, Kate, and then our two bosses, like that was it, like that was our team. And obviously, I was like the young 22 year old on the team. And even when I went to you for like questions, that I probably could have like went to Google for or ultimately figured out myself, you never failed to like stop what you were doing and like, hey, like go look here or just, you know, really directed me in the right place. And I really, really do appreciate that because that says a lot about just you and how you are as a person. So you're amazing, but you know, I could sit here and that could be the entire podcast. But with that being said, Kind of going back to what we're saying with just like, you know, we would totally be each other's business partners is you are someone who has obviously way more work experience than I do. And so with that being said, as someone who has worked with a variety of people throughout your years, was there anything that stood out to you in particular about me, especially during those early days of just even like being an intern or throughout the years? where we work together. Yes, Alyssa, you just have it. Like you have like the professional it factor and it's kind of hard to describe, but I feel like I knew that early on. And to what you said earlier, I just feel like my management style, no matter who you are, is to make people feel valued and important and heard and all of that. It's so important because I feel like when people can come to you with small questions or things and you treat them with kindness and respect. They also know that then they can come to you if there's bigger problems or things that they need to talk about or things that you need to overcome together. But as far as you early on, I definitely knew that you were kind of special. And again, working with a lot of people, you don't always see that. Just your work ethic and your drive and that you care. And those things, it sounds simple, but it's not. I feel like those are the things that you can't teach people. And I know even when I like interview for people to join my my team or I'm doing other interviews, it's like, I'm looking for what kind of person are you and how do you work and how do you respond when things maybe aren't going well? Because, you know, that's like the test of character. It's easy to respond nice and happy when things are good, but what do you do when things aren't so good? So it's like, those are the things you can't teach people. I can teach people how to 
make a social media graphic. I can teach people how to make a podcast, which actually I learned that from you. But it's like, there's things that you can teach people and train people on, but you can't teach people how to be a good person, how to have integrity, how to show up even when you don't feel like it, how to see a project from beginning to end. And you have all of those things and you had them from a very young age too, which not everybody has. So I just know that you're you're in for such big things in your professional career. And I'm excited to see where you end up eventually. I love it. Thank you. As you know, words of affirmation, that's like the key to my heart. I don't care about anything in life. I don't care about anything else in life. But <laughs> so I will probably have that on repeat like every single day forever. Well, maybe that's why we always got along so well, because I feel like that's, you know, like love languages. That's like what I always like to give. I have in every office I ever had the quote, the Maya Angelou quote, like people will forget what you say and they'll forget what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I always try to like breathe that into existence with the people that I deal with, because it's not so much, again, what you say or what you do. I mean, can you even remember any of the questions that you came to me and asked me with? It's like, no, nobody remembers the specifics of it, but you remember like how that conversation made you feel. So I always try to infuse that in everything that I do and everybody that I interact with, especially professionally. I feel like when I have my future office one day, I'm going to have that up on the (laughs) wall because that is so good. And just a really important reminder to just everyone listening. So Here's a question for you. My podcast is obviously the Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa podcast. Was there ever a time where I told you like it is? <laughs> yes. I'm going to like tell a little story here. Alyssa's a funny person sometimes to be on a Zoom meeting with because not only will she tell you like it is, but her face will also tell you like it is. So if we were on meetings together, you'd know what Alyssa was thinking before even like the floor opened up to her because you'd let people know. And just everything that you do, I actually feel like the fact that you're able to kind of coach people with social media and not just give them the the good stuff that they're doing, but also, you know, the things that they can work on. And that's a hard skill. I feel like that has taken me a long time to develop because I'm a people pleaser, but I feel like you do it with confidence and poise and it's not in a way that ever makes people feel bad but it's just like I'm going to give you the coaching and I'm going to tell you like it is so that you can do better so you definitely have like some good confidence with that I will say my facial expressions have actually got me in trouble throughout the years so I'm trying to get better if I'm being honest but I do know sometimes especially the people who actually know me they can read me like a book. And sometimes I'm actually a little scared by it because I'm like, oh, snap, like what text message am I going to get after this meeting is over? And who's going to call me out for it? (laughs) And that's when I'm always like, oops, okay, how can I like go into the next meeting, you know, with a different, you know, face on. So yeah, that's that sums it up right there. You too, Kate, are someone like me. And even like throughout a common theme with my podcast, is just being like a go-getter, like you have that mentality, like you're going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And I love how you always describe it as is if someone gives you a task, like you're just not going to give them A, B, and C and be like, oh, that's it. I'm done. Like you literally will give them the entire alphabet and then some because you just are always like going all in, giving it your best, 
regardless of what it is. So with that being said, you also too are someone who is not afraid to really adapt. And especially when there comes to like changes, regardless of what that is in life. So was there ever like a specific turning point in your life that made you have to accept that like change is necessary in order to grow, not just from a professional standpoint, but our, but also personally as well, because I feel like a lot of the people listening and especially a lot of people in my age range who, you know, they're in their late twenties. A lot of them too are going through seasons of change, whether, you know, they're getting engaged or they're getting married or they're getting a new job or they're having to move to a completely new state. I would love for you to just kind of speak on that for a few minutes, because I feel like you definitely are like that person when I think of, okay, who isn't afraid to adapt and you are immediately the first person that comes to mind. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, gosh, and change is just one of those things is just kind of a part of life. And, you know, I just think when I look back on my like 20 years of work experience now, it's just like, they're, they're kind of chapters, you know what I mean? It's not one continuous chapter, but there's different chapters. There's different phases as you go on and grow. And I will tell you too. So my first job, can I tell you a story? My first job ever, when I was 16, I worked at the mall, a retail store. And that was my first ever job. And I actually stayed there for six years. When I was 19, I got promoted to assistant manager. So I was working full-time while I was in college full-time. I mean, it's just kind of always been (laughs) how I do things. And that job was awesome because it taught me a lot of skills that like I still carry over to this day, even though it was a job, you know, at the mall and not that anything's wrong with that, but I learned, you know, how to interview people and how to train employees and coach people and do different things. And by the time I was 22, I was co-store manager. I mean, I was like leading a million dollar store and I wasn't even old enough to like go buy a drink at the bar yet, but that's what I was doing. And I was good at that job. I was really good at that job. I mean, I was like, the youngest manager in our district. And I was like teaching them things, which is crazy. But I was 22 and I got the opportunity. Like I finished college. I graduated with my degree in marketing and I started looking at jobs. And the first job that I looked at and I interviewed with, I went through the whole process of interviewing with this job was to be a assistant buyer at a company that is based in Pittsburgh Um, a small company, but they do like high-end retail merchandise. And I met with the owners, like I did this whole thing. And when the time came for them to offer me the job and for me to quit my job at the mall, I like kind of chickened out actually, um, because I was looking to leave and my managers at the mall store, you know, tried to retain me, which is fine. That's their job to do. But I kind of bought into that where, you know, this fear of like, well, gosh, I am really good at this job. And what if I'm not good somewhere else? Like, I'm comfortable here. I'm good at this. I know this. I can do this with my eyes closed. And I had never been anywhere else. That was my first job when I was 16. And I stayed there till I was 22. And it was just kind of like, what if this is the only thing I'm good at? Like, what if I'm not good somewhere else? And I mean, like, I'm a rock star here, but I don't know that I will be over there. That's new and scary. I ended up not taking the job. And I stayed at the mall and I ended up, I did leave like probably four or five months later, but I still think about that job from time to time. I don't necessarily have regret from not taking it because I feel like my life could have been totally different, but it's something like, I wish I had thought 
to be bold with that and not be scared because what I've learned, and this would be for anybody like in your age range. So it's like, I was a rock star at that job and not to toot my own horn. I've been a rock star at every job that I've had since then, no matter what the company is, (laughs) no matter what the role is, but that's because of those things that we talked about earlier. It's like, I can learn the actual skills or like the little industry nuances or the acronyms that go with it. But it's like, if I bring hard work and just a good sense of integrity and work ethic and all of that, and I'm a person people like to work with and be around, it's like, you'll be a rock star no matter what the environment is. So I feel like that was a time when I was scared to do something and I still think about it. I mean, it's like 20 years later and I'm like, man, I wonder what would have happened if I would have taken that job. So I think change is just inevitable and you can't necessarily be scared of what may or may not happen next because as somebody that's been through a few career changes, now I'm actually in between jobs as we speak and we're making this podcast I've never really looked back and regretted it. Like it's always kind of worked out. That's what I was actually going to ask you. And of course you answered it yourself. I was like sitting there and I was like, hmm, I wonder if she like regrets that she didn't take it. But, you know, it is true. And I really do think that there are so many people out there, regardless if they're in their 20s or heck, like let's even, you know, speak to like people in your age in their 40s who they've been at the same job and that's all they know. It's like, okay, I wake up, like, it's just part of my routine. It doesn't matter what they're doing. That's literally all they know. And I really think that, you know, the people who, you know, like you, who aren't afraid to go out there and make the change, but it's hard for the people who are like, you know what, and you touched on it, like, they're super comfortable. They like what they're doing, like, but they're not also being challenged. And I think that's really where there's like the disconnect sometimes where it's like, okay, like, yes, I'm comfortable here with like where I'm at, but then too, their mind begins to wander because it's like, okay, like what else is out there? Even if it's not necessarily a career change, but maybe too, it's like, okay, how can I challenge myself to learn something new with what I'm actually doing? to just kind of educate myself and just really open my eyes to like other opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And to add on to that, I will also say it's definitely still scary. I mean, like there's never a point in time ever, I think, where a change won't be scary, but I think you have to learn how to be bold with it and lean into that and know when it's time to take the steps that you need to take. So, so true. So obviously, like we said, We know you have like way more experience just when it comes to like being in the workforce and things like that. So I'm 26 currently. Do you have any advice that you would give to your like 26 year old self if you could go back in time? Like, what would you tell her? Yeah. So my 26 year old self, I feel like when I was 26, I remember, so I'm 40 now. And I remember looking at the people that were in their forties and kind of thinking like they had it all figured out. Like, And I think that just kind of comes with confidence. I feel like me at 26 was like, well, who am I? I don't know anything yet. And these people over here that are in their forties know all the things and have all the answers and have life figured out and they know what they're doing. The reality of it is, I don't think anybody actually really knows what they're doing. I feel like I've gotten good at, you know, 
learning how to figure out like the whole, everything is figure outable. Like I will be able to give you an answer. I don't know if it's the right answer, but it will be well thought out and we will figure things out together. But I feel like I put the people that were a little older and I hate to say that now because I, I'm in that category now, 40 is not old, but the people when I was in my twenties who were a little bit older than me on like such a pedestal, like, well, they have it. They know the reality is that they don't know. We're also kind of figuring that out. And I think I wish I had had more confidence in myself at 26. Cause I think that's just kind of the key that like unlocked that for me was just having confidence in myself to actually figure things out and to speak up when it's time to speak up and knowing that what I can contribute to a team. I don't think I had that figured out yet in my twenties either. I mean, even now how I said, I'm looking for um, a job now I'm kind of in transition, but I feel comfortable telling an employer now, like I will be your next rock star. <laughs> like you hire me and you will be happy. Like we will figure things out. We will move mountains together. I wouldn't have been able to say that at 26 because I hadn't figured that out yet for myself. So I think it's just having confidence in yourself and putting one foot in front of the other for that like path of growth. Even if you don't know where that path is going to take you, just take steps to go there. Okay. I'm totally going rogue off the questions that I originally sent you, Kate, because I feel like you're speaking to me without even necessarily realizing it because I am someone on the front, I look like I have my life together. It's like, oh, dang, like, you know, Alyssa got it going on for her. But deep down inside, like my confidence level is like, honestly, it's pretty non-existent. Some days are better than others. But other days, I literally just question like everything. Because I'm like, okay, like, you know, was I supposed to get a, you know, a double major in marketing and, you know, management? Like, is this where what I'm supposed to be doing? Because you have those like, negative thoughts that kind of like creep up in your head do you have like just any other additional tips or just anything when it comes to like actually having confidence in yourself or just anything that you recommend in that department gosh well yeah it's tough it's tough and I mean I feel like again I've gotten more confident but that's still like that imposter syndrome I think is always still there it's just knowing I think being aware of it and knowing what to do when you start to feel like that, because it's not to shrink down, it's to actually like stand up and shine on. And again, I think that's just come from my own experience and knowing that everybody that's good at something wasn't good at that at one point in time. Like everybody that's an expert at something was a beginner at one point in time. Everybody, everybody has a chapter one and it's like cliche, but like, you don't want to compare your chapter two to somebody else's chapter 18. You're just at different places. So I think just hyping yourself up and talk to yourself like you would a friend. I think you mentioned this in the last podcast, like you'll hype up other people, but not necessarily yourself. And I think that's pretty common, but it's like, look at yourself the way you would a friend or a colleague or somebody that you're like coaching and developing. And if you wouldn't say that to them, then don't say that to yourself either. So it's just knowing your worth and, you know, showing up. I do struggle with it. And even too, now I'm like looking at my computer screen, I've like post-it notes, like at the bottom of my screen. And like, I have one that says like, I am the girl for the job. And then I have another one too, that's like, why not me? Like, why can't I be that person that does X, Y, and Z? Or why can't I be that keynote speaker? Or why can't I be that top podcast, you know, on Apple podcast? So 
I totally do agree with you. And it is true where I will always hype anyone up. I mean, I feel like even you, Kate, like it's a prime example with you. Like I've always hyped you up and you've always done the same for me. So it is true. It's like, okay, if you're so good at putting that out there to other people and giving other people like your energy, like, why don't you just do that for yourself? And even if it's just like, okay, like, yes, you know, I'm struggling today or whatever. Maybe it's, you know, you open up because I even know too, on my phone, I have like in my screenshots, I have actual like screenshots of things that like my clients have said to me, or I even too, Kate, have the screenshot of what you said to me when I announced my podcast. So like, I keep like certain things so that like when I'm, yeah, I'm like feeling down about myself and I'm not sitting here and I want a pity party, but I go to those and I read what was said and I'm like, oh dang, like, okay, like it's going to be okay, Alyssa. Like, this is just, you know, a struggle that you're having for these like 10 minutes. Let's, you know, get yourself together and move on with life. Like you're totally fine. Everything's going to work out. Might not be the path that you, you know, you wanted to take or the direction that you thought something was going. But ultimately, like, you are where you are. And, like, that's where you're supposed to be until, you know, another, you know, door opens down the road. So good. And I think I was really good to just kind of end with just because that is so incredibly true. Something else, too, that I know is, like, personal development. Like, that's huge. So do you have any, like, personal development, like, books or podcasts that are, like, your go-to right now that you are loving? Yeah. So... Of course, that's super important. I feel like I'm always listening to something and reading something. And since I'm kind of in transition now, when that happened, I made a a bucket list for myself of all the things I wanted to do and things I wanted to learn, books I wanted to read. So I have actually been reading a lot right now. So a couple things. I'm reading uh, the Happiness Advantage book, and it's about you know like training your brain to have a positive, optimistic outlook on things. And I think. I do a good job at that, but it's neat to kind of read like the science behind that and what goes into that. And then another book that I'm reading right now um, is The First 90 Days, just because I am in a career transition, but it's all about kind of when you do start something new and take that leap and make change happen for yourself, how to make the most of your first 90 days and like do it right, have early success. And then my all-time probably favorite book, of life, I'm not currently reading it, would be like the compound effect, just because I think everything that you do, even even goes back to like the confidence talk that we had. It's like, it's not one thing that made that happen. It's just like all these little things over the years that added up to that. So I feel like the principles that they talk about in that book really apply to just about anything in life, whether that's like career or personal or health goals or whatever it might be that you're working on. Good to know. Okay. I will totally add those in for the show notes for those of you to like check out because I definitely have some new ones to add to my list as well. So Kate, thank you so much for being on, taking time out of your day to record this with me. How can people connect with you? Sure. So I would say my main social platform is LinkedIn. So people can find me on LinkedIn. It is Kate Spear, S-P-E-E-R. Um, I also have a website since I am currently open to work that tells all about me. You can go there at www.katespearconnect.com. While I've been open to work, I also kind of created this open to amazing movement, which is more than just being open to work. It's about being open to amazing possibilities. So you can also go to opentoamazing.com. 
I love that. I didn't even know that was a website. Okay, well, we all know what I'm doing after this. So I'm going to bring that website. I love it. That is awesome. Kate, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And to everyone that is listening, again, be sure to go connect with Kate. Follow her on LinkedIn. Go check out her website. You will not be disappointed. And I will see you next week for another episode of The Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa Podcast. And that's a wrap on another episode of The Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this week's conversation and the unfiltered perspective that Alyssa brought to the table. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for a brand new episode where Alyssa encourages us to tell it like it is. And if you like what you heard today, please be sure to share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode of Telling It Like It Is with Alyssa.